0: Um, glory to God. Isn't he good? The, the thing is, you don't understand how good he is until you've seen bad. And that's really sad because God never designed us to taste that. And that's what we're dealing with. So I, I want to, I, see, you got to understand, when I come here this morning, I didn't know she was going to speak. And I really don't have a lot to say. So those of you who want to get to the restaurant early, today's your day. Um, and y'all know me well enough to know that don't mean squat in my mind I think it's going to go smooth but we'll see um, I've got a couple things I need to get out but, but let's, let's do this any area of your life now remember we've been teaching this any area of your life that you're struggling in, whether it be uh, physically, whether it be with uh, a sickness or disease or with uh, mental, mental issues and stuff you can't come overcome or, or whether it's spiritual attack, any single thing in your life, there's six steps that's going to have to happen for you to be free. Number one's what? Crucified. You got to crucify that thing. You got to understand when Jesus went to the cross, he didn't go to the cross for you. He went to the cross with you. Amen. Y'all don't make me work today. Y'all ain't gonna shout her down and look at me like cows looking at a new gate. I ain't having it. You crucify, everything that that could possibly be thought of in this world that would come against you was crucified with Jesus, with you, which means you're dead to it, it's dead to you, and the only thing you have to die to is not to yourself, you have to die to your response. Because life's gonna be there, but you don't have to respond to it. Amen? Number two is what we just said is death. You die to the response. Today we're talking about, I've been trying to get to number three for a while now, and we just ain't got there, because it's really the simplest part, but it's it's the simplest to get, it's the hardest to do, and that's bury it. When you bury something, see, when when people have a funeral, I don't like funerals. As a preacher, I don't like like doing weddings, and I don't like doing funerals. There are some people that are really good at that. I'm not. Uh, Reason is, uh, it's just not something, I'm a speaker of life, and, and I'm not designed to flow in those circumstances. The greatest mistake that we put on preachers is you're a preacher. You should be able to, no, no, there are people that are greatly anointed to bring healing in those situations. I'm just not one of them. And, uh, but when I do get asked, my opinion, and it doesn't happen often, but when I do get asked, you know, we're having a funeral, what, what's your advice? I really have just a couple things to say. Uh, just, just set the thing, set, set the funeral up quickly just don't let things linger that's just, I'm just, that's just my personal I'm not saying this is spiritual I'm just saying me don't let things linger and number two once the, once, it's, once the casket is closed leave it closed because there's something about that finality you need and when it comes to the burial which is what we're talking about the whole point of the burial is to realize that all you have of that is a memory You're always going to have memories of what you've been through. But you, as a Christian, have resurrection power to unbury... All the memories give them life again, and they keep coming back and keep coming back. Thank God for grace, because that's what grace is for. But burial is something that you've got to understand must take place. We talked about the fact that when the when when the Hebrew uh, when the Hebrews left Egypt, they wanted to go three days. Pharaoh kept saying, "You can go three days. You can go three days and sacrifice. You can go three. We we dealt with that because anything after three days. Pharaoh to go get them means somebody would die. They would have to be slaughtered in the desert because there's not enough provision to get them back. Or his troops would die trying to get them. The point of that is, sometimes you've got to get far enough away from your problem. Now, let's deal with this. Burial. Crucifixion. Death. Burial. The next three are quickening or God's life back in you. Ah, That's where we want to get because that's where healing's at. Most people can't get to healing because they can't understand these first three. And we got preachers dumb to the word, preaching old doctrine that are keeping people sick. I'm so sick and tired of hearing preachers say, God did this to you, I want to punch them in the face. Shouldn't have said that. But it's true. You know why? Because my, my father died when I was 12 years old of cancer that had riddled through his body and he was so deformed when he died and a preacher looked me in the face and told me that was God's will. And it made me hate God for almost 20 years. And it was wrong. It was wrong. That's not what the covenant says. So here's the thing. I've realized some things that faith... It takes as much faith, listen to me now, it takes as much faith to keep something buried as it does fear to keep it alive. So you have to ask yourself, where are you at? It is so easy. When Hannah was born, she almost died, so I'm dealing with, I'm a baby Christian. She almost dies. Then Hannah's in the incubator. Y'all, y'all know the story, how small she was. They said, she's gonna be brain dead. You ain't, are you? <laughs> Now, she, she's off enough to be like me, but she ain't brain. She, she She's best cupcakes. Y'all get your orders in. I bet I've gained 10 pounds. They had Splendor, right? No. Listen, when Joseph of, of Arimathea, that was the tomb that Jesus was placed in when he was taken off of the cross. Now he was a closet Christian. He was not public about it. Let me explain something to you about this that we miss and we miss and we miss and we celebrate. Oh, the stone was rolled away. Jesus is risen. Thank God. Amen. Thank God. But what was he risen out of? Something, a grave that wasn't designed for him. Now you've got to understand how this works. Joseph Took a lifetime. See, they just didn't call. They didn't call up to New Horizon or or Pastor Charlie and say, "Plant them." No, they had mountains. They had to dig into. It took them a lifetime to dig the place they were gonna die. My God, how morbid is that? Yeah, I'm gonna lay here one day. But they listen to me now. They spent a lifetime of pain and toil and hurt and issues and problems and everything that was going in their life was going on while they were digging their grave. But somebody else went into a grave for him and everything that he struggled with while digging that grave died with the man that went in for him, which means he now has life and life more abundantly. So when you see Jesus come out of the tomb, don't just see the rising, see the tomb. That means whatever was in there that died with him is still there. Which means whatever you're going through ain't new. Which means it crawled onto his body as he was going to that cross. Which means it was crucified. It died with him. Which means it's now dead to you. The only life it has is the reaction you give it. So it's time to put some dirt on top of it. How do you do that pastor? How in the world do you do that? Well first of all let's look at this. Because if I don't give you some scripture. Y'all going to look at me like what's wrong with him today? John 11. John chapter 11, verse 1, Cameron. We're going to do it in the King James. Amen. Y'all okay? Oh, I got a response. That's good. John, John chapter 11. How many of y'all were here last week when that presence of the Holy Spirit moved in so strong we almost couldn't even get up and walk out of here? My God, that, you, know, you realize that should be normal. Do y'all understand? That should be normal in church. You should walk out so peaceful they should want to buy. Y'all, y'all ain't for people. They should want to buy what you're walking out of here with. People in the restaurant should be like, bless y'all's little holy hearts y'all don't understand nothing now a certain man was sick named Lazarus now we all know this story it was Mary which anointed the Lord an ointment wiped his feet with her hair whose brother we know all that and then we go down to verse 4 when Jesus uh, when Jesus heard that he said that sickness is not unto death but for the glory of God and the Son of Man that may, might be glorified thereby understand this this is often misinterpreted to say that this is, this is the text that people use. Oh, God made you sick so he can heal you and glorify himself, yet very few people get healed. So if that was true, that would happen. That, this is completely misinterpreted. Jesus is telling him this is an attack of the enemy. This is, this is an absolute attack of the enemy. But you watch the glory, or what does glory mean? The manifested promise. Watch it take place. Now, he knew more than we knew. But you're covered in His blood, which means you have the mind of Christ. Amen? So anyway, you know the story, and we'll get down here. Verse 11. These things said He, after that He saith unto them, Our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may awake him out of that sleep. Now, we'll get to verse 14. Remember we said faith and fear. Remember? They said plainly, or Jesus said unto them, uh, they said to Jesus, Jesus. Uh, then said Jesus uh, to them plainly, Lazarus is dead. Why did he say that? He's dealing with their fear. He is attacking the very thing, the end result of the attack was death. Now there's nothing to fear. So what he's doing is he's slowing their fear down. And now he's about to raise their faith up. And he says, I am glad for your sakes that I was not there. By intent that you may believe, nevertheless... Uh, uh, nevertheless let us go unto him and we go through all of this stuff and y'all deal with this verse 23 he's starting to build faith and he says your brother shall rise again verse 25 he says this right here is where he corrects the misinterpretation of the scripture I am the resurrection I am the life he that believes in me Though he were dead, yet shall he live. Why is that important? It's important because when you're in a situation that everybody's pronouncing death over you, you better know whose you are. Because their words have power if you let them. It amazes me the amount of people that will let people talk them into death. But they won't won't even attempt to talk themselves into life. Now It's like this. You ever seen one of them old crotchety men that you just can't stand to be around and something will come up in their body and they'll say, ain't taking me out. And they'll live longer than their family and they'll they'll spend all their money and laugh because their kids are dead. You ever seen them people? They have made up their mind. Listen to me now. They have made up their mind. They ain't going nowhere. If a sinner can do that, a blood-bought child of the living God who is covered in Jesus full of who He is. When God looks at this planet, He doesn't see you or your sickness. He sees Jesus. He just wants it to activate. Why do we think that God would not stop heaven and earth just like He would for Jesus had Jesus called His name? Do you think you're any less than that? No, because I don't mean to hurt your little feelings, but God doesn't see you. He sees the blood of His Son. Let me tell you something she had all of our kids up here and, and I love all y'all's kids and, and they're wonderful but I'll run faster for mine. Amen? Some of y'all's I'll be like they're dumb anyway but mine I'm, a, I'm a trying to help them. Well, I'm not talking about the little ones I'm talking about like teenagers because they all go dumb for a little while. Anyway <laughs> something in their brain just shuts off. And so here's the thing, when you live this life and you realize that you are a part of something bigger than you, you have the right to be a partaker of something bigger than you. And the mindset that you can't walk in, that is a wrong religious mindset uh, that you have got to do this. This is not a works mindset. This is an acceptance mindset. You don't work to get healed. You accept that you're healed and begin to say, hey, you know what? doesn't matter what the report says. I'm whole. They told me my neck was snapped in the hospital. The doctor was so mad because I refused. I told the ambulance driver to shut his mouth. I didn't. I did. He got mad. He wouldn't do nothing else. I'm like, I don't need you. Got Jesus. They got mad. They wouldn't even let me. They wouldn't wheel me out, would they? Made me get up and walk out. I had a headache. That lady hit me hard. Put me in the hospital. But I walked out. Does that, oh, well, you're the pastor. No, no, no. Same blood same blood. If he'll put my neck back together, what will he do for you? See, the problem is not he... We've got this mindset of I know he can, but will he? That is misunderstanding of what the cross was for. Not only can he, but he did. This thing's over. This is... It is... If I walked up and I put... Y'all have heard me say this before, but if Friday... I put $100 in the account because she's going to go spend $100 somewhere. Now, that don't even touch our grocery bill. That's actually just lunch. So she's, she, But she shows up Monday morning. She hasn't done a thing, but she looks at the account, and what's there? $100. What did she do? Nothing. There it is. Everything that Jesus had before he died, the minute his blood hit the earth you came out of was a deposit. That you've got to understand how to access the heavenly bank account to get into. This is why, I, I mean, I go down to places like Canaan Land, and I see the end results of people's uh, decisions, and I, I see all of these things. I, I've been in hospitals with people that that you know will talk. They'll, they'll talk. They talk such great faith, but they don't believe it. I, I've I've actually been in situations where people have gotten physically healed. We were in my house. This was years ago when I first got saved. Drew and Cameron were a little bitty. Aaron was, Aaron was just a baby. And we had a lady who uh, one leg was shorter than the other and her back was crooked. She got healed instantly in our house. Remember that? She couldn't even hold Aaron. She was holding Aaron and walking up and down my stairs. Amen. I know that happens to you every day. Amen. But here's the thing. She got in her car. Listen now. By the time she got home, she was in pain again because she started saying the old religious stuff that she had heard her whole life. Let me tell you something. If you want your life to change, your mouth's got to change. And if you want your mouth to change, your mind's got to change. And if you want your mind to change, somewhere in your soul has got to tap into your spirit and start listening to what God says, not what preachers say. Uh Uh-oh. I just put myself in there. We hold a heavy responsibility right here to teach the truth not just to teach what we think will make you happy. So back to this, when he called Lazarus forth, y'all know the story, we don't have to read it, but you you know where it's at in John 11. Lazarus did what? He hopped out because he couldn't walk because he's all wrapped up. Which means even after, listen to me now, even after life entered inside, There was still death clothes on the outside. And what did Jesus say? Loose that man and let him go. Did Jesus do it? No, no, no. He said, go loose him. Why? Because only flesh can deal with flesh things. He had already dealt with the spirit thing. See, on the cross, spirit things were handled. On the cross, death was dealt with. But there are things that you deal with all day, every stinking day, that you're sitting here stuck and you're trying to think your way out of it and reason yourself into a situation of, if I just do this and if I just... No, no, no. He is your complete and total supply. And if you'll just settle down and listen to what he's saying, he will direct you because reasoning is what got Satan kicked out. So listen now, every time you reason, you kick yourself out of. Y'all, grace is not so you can keep doing what you're doing and call yourself saved. Grace is to keep you so you ain't like him. So you kick yourself out and grace says, no, 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 you can come right back in. That's why Satan hates you. Do you understand? That's why he hates you. He hates you because you get to walk right back in. He hates you because you're that kid that's got everything, and messes up, but you get everything again. That's you. Y'all didn't have that kid in high school? Boy well, I did. His name was Herbie. I remember him. He used to show me his calculator watch, and I'm like, I want that so bad. And he had it set to where it would ring, white ring about like we were so goofy, like we thought that was awesome that it would ding about well, anyway, I digress. So anyway, this is what I want you to understand. When Jesus was put into a borrowed tomb, the reason it was borrowed is because Jesus had no expectation for his bloodline to live in death. Oh, y'all getting this. Now, the quickening or the new life, we're going to get to that next week. But there's some things you got to bury. There are some things you've got to let go of. There are some things you've got to stop reacting to. And there are some things, a few weeks ago, people stood all across this altar with their hands up and said, I'm crucifying this mess. It ain't. It, now we've got to bury it. Which means, when you bury it, you talk about it as if it's a memory. Listen, I can tell y'all stories and, and, and it's amazing how when I stand up here, and she'll tell you this is the truth in ministry, when we stand up here and begin to talk about our past and things that we've gone through, immediately those things try to crop back up in our life because we've given them some, some spark. But the truth is they're dead to you. You're not dead to it. They're dead to you. This whole dying to self, we don't have time to deal with this again, but that's improper. you is appointed. Listen to me. The Bible says it's pointed to, uh, it's pointed unto man once to die. Yeah, that was Jesus. Yeah, I don't have time to break it down for you, but that was Jesus. Because then, but the, what, what, well, Pastor, I just don't believe you. Get, well, let's rightly divide the word. Then why would he say, "Death, where is your sting?" Doesn't mean your body's not going to go in. Y'all understand that's, you're living in an earthly vessel, but that's not who you are. Listen, Lazarus lived in Jesus' time, but not in Jesus' grace. Which means he tasted hell, the holding cell waiting on Jesus to die. Which is an example of what you're living in every day. And you just don't realize you've reasoned yourself into it. Because you've kept alive something that should have been dead and buried. Is this making any sense to you? How do you bury it? How do you bury it? I'm going to tell you how to bury it, then we're going to go... There is a song. You actually heard us sing a part of it. We don't do the whole song. There, there's a song, It Is Well. How many of y'all know the story behind the song, It Is Well? And I may butcher this because I'm not real good at remembering. I know the crux of it. But his name was, the man who penned this song. Let's see, where's his name at? Horatio Gates Spafford or Spafford. He was a lawyer. There was a time that you could stand in Chicago, and you could stand on the corner. Y'all know how anybody ever been to Chicago? I've been to Chicago. It's huge, and even then, it was huge. And you could stand in the corner, and you could look one way, and you could look the other way. And he owned everything as far as you could see. Probably a billionaire before they ever used the word billion. Owned every piece of property on the in the majority of Chicago. He owned a lot of it. And, of course, we all know the story of the great Chicago fire. It comes through and wipes out everything he owns. Everything he owns. He loves Jesus. It doesn't stop him. He continues on, and he says, you know what, I'm going to rebuild our life. And he starts rebuilding everything. And he's settled. He's good. He's gone. It's just stuff. My God, we can replace stuff. Then he sends his family on a holiday across the ocean. He puts them on a boat and they're going out. He's coming two weeks later. He's, going to, he's got to finish up some business. He's coming behind them. He, as he gets on the ship and begins to travel himself, he gets a telegram from his wife that says they ran into a storm, the ship went down and his four daughters are dead. Four of them. And on the way he took it to the Lord. He crucified it. Y'all listen. He crucified it. He let it die. He buried it. He stepped over into the life. Then he was raised and he was seated. How did he do that? He penned the words, it is well with my soul. He didn't say it's well with my spirit because your spirit's forever attached to God. When your mind and your will and your emotions refuse to accept what this earth is trying to say it should, You just won. Y'all got to redefine your victories. You got to redefine. Because what we're doing is we've gotten in such a state. I'm a young preacher relatively. I mean, I'm 42 years old, but relatively a young preacher. But we've gotten into such a state where preachers that are in my genre and younger, they don't know this word. They don't. They they know the fluff. They know the whipped cream. How many of y'all ever let your kids eat whipped cream all day long? They puke eventually. Church is going to puke eventually. I'm telling y'all, listen, I'm not patting myself on the back because I can mess up just as good as I can go up. But y'all know that. Y'all know me. Now listen, but you're getting more right now than you've ever gotten in this church because we've tapped into something. And we would be foolish to go home and act in the old way when you've learned. See, you become responsible for what you know. Pastor, why am I still dealing with hell? Why is all this going? Well, what is it you've learned that you swore to God you weren't going to get over into again, but yet you keep justifying it? Justification is the enemy of faith. There are people all day long that justify this and justify that. And, and good preachers, good preachers that don't know any better justify people failing all the time. They justify death They justify because they don't know the answer. And that's okay, but, but you can't justify. And what, what do you mean by justify? We just talked about it, reasoning. Which means your mind has now set itself seated above your spirit who is attached to God. You ever been in that situation where you just knew, well, I don't need to be here. But yet you're just like, nah, the worst decision you ever made. Sometimes it never materializes. You don't know why. You don't know what's going on. I was uh, cleaning... Uh, how many of y'all know where Victoria's Restaurant is? Y'all know Victoria's? Y'all, that, that carpet in there. I'm doing my best to keep it clean. <laughs> I'm trying. But I go every two weeks. And uh, Cameron was with me and Aaron was with me. And we pulled on the property and it felt different. It just... They knew it. He, Cameron... It felt different. Now, I, y'all know me. I don't go by feelings. But I do go by my spirit. And it just wasn't... Something wasn't Right. Well, within the next 20 minutes, we had somebody walking by just doing some very lewd things, and we won't go into it. But I had April come pick her up. And the minute she was gone, it, the tension... You see what I'm saying? There was, there was their spiritual warfare going on right then. And it doesn't matter if it was her. It could have been Hannah, or Paige, whoever it was with me because it was, it was a group of men that, that were up to no good. i just leave it like that. And when you out over there at Victoria's in the middle of the night, you better watch yourself. You can pray all day long, but I'm going to pray as that 45's going off. <laughs> I'll pray you back. We'll get you saved in the hospital, but you ain't going to lay your hands on me. <laughs> oh, Lord. I done got in it now. So what I'm saying to you is it doesn't mean you don't keep your eyes open. doesn't mean you don't pay attention, but you pay attention with a whole other set of eyes. See, I don't, when we go to the doctor or or something's going on, I don't don't just accept what they say. I accept that this is the state that my body's in, but it doesn't have to stay there. Well, you're just super spiritual. No, 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 that doesn't mean I won't, I can't fail just like everybody else. But can we stop saying that? Can we stop saying, well, I fell like everybody else. How about saying, you can't lose for winning. I can't get sick for being whole. Well, well, you're over there coughing. So what? It's not them. you trying. Do something different. Do something better than what you're doing. Do something holy. Do something that the Word says. The Word says you are victorious in every single area if you will accept it. The, the issue is not, are you saved? We've, we've settled that. The issue is not, do you know the Word? We've settled that. The issue is what's coming out of you and where is it coming from? If you're just making good confession... Because we're the faith people, we've been taught good confession. That's not the point. It's not an issue of good confession. It's an issue of where is that good confession coming from? Is it coming from here? Which, don't get mad at me, faith people. But if it's coming from here, it's its own form of reasoning. Or is it coming from here? That bless God, I don't have to live this way. I'm a king of the kid. I'm I'm a king of the kid. I was doing too good. Man. I just going to stay right here because she's going to keep laughing. <laughs> she said, it's all good. What's funny is when you do that, when you're fussing at your kids, that's when it's funny. Because my kids are like, <clears throat> they throw it right back at me. God is so good to us. She, she led this off by getting you to understand that God is good. So when God is, if you can accept that he is good, you can certainly accept that good things should come from your relationship with him. See, I'm so tired of the mindset that we're saved to go to heaven. We are. But that's the end result. If you were saved to go to heaven, why didn't he just kill you when you get saved? I was asked that question when I first got saved and it made me think. I thought, hmm, that's interesting. Because life would have been so much easier if I only had to be saved for twenty minutes. Amen. I know y'all holy, but I wasn't. I'm just gonna tell you. So when you settle over into this now, now what, how do we, how do we understand this? What what do we get where this is coming from? How, how do you get it? We dealt with this over and over and over. The Bible says all of these things are taking place because you have not learned Christ. Y'all are learning Christ. I'm learning Christ. We ain't going to be a Jesus church. We're going to be a Christ church. There's a difference. There is a very real difference. No, no, they're all good. But there is a difference in getting results and a difference in having a fire policy. I like things to have dividends and returns to come back to me. Uh, trust me, I don't, treat, I don't treat God like Jimmy. It ain't give me, give me, give me. That ain't me. But I do believe in the blessing of God, and the blessing ain't your stuff the blessing of God is peace in every area. Your body's at peace, your mind's at peace, your money's at peace, your house is at peace. My God in heaven, if you could get that, money's no problem when you ain't got to worry about everybody else. Y'all know that's true. Y'all don't want to laugh, but you know that's true. And this is... It was so funny. We were walking through Sam's after that lady told us Jesus loves us. Me and her got in a... Con- I didn't realize she had said anything to her, but she and I got in a conversation on another aisle because April, April's like a ninja in Sam's and Walmart. Like, she's like... Woo, 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 and you can't find her. You turn around and like, what? It's amazing. But anyway, I'm walking with Zion, and, and I was cutting up with her about something I wanted because you can't take me to Sam's. I want to buy something. And Jason knows... <laughs> And April goes, well, that costs such and such and such and such. And I said, it's just money. Zion goes, yeah, it's just money. I said, it's just green pieces of paper. Zion goes, with dead guy's pictures on it. (laughs) They get it. They know that God is their complete supply. Y'all, do you understand what the word complete means? Philippians 4.19. Put that up, Philippians 4.19. I forget. We over. We getting into the life now. Who I can feel the shift. Philippians four But my God, that's your God, right? Shall do what? Supply what? You know what that means in the Greek? Need according to what? His riches in what manifested promise. By, actually, the translation's wrong. The King James has it wrong. The word Jesus is not there. By Christ. Now, we've learned for three weeks that we have to learn Christ. And Christ is different than Jesus. Christ is the anointed one in his anointing, which is what Jesus left for all of you. Which means this. But my God shall supply all of my needs. Look, look, look. According to his riches and manifested promise by the Christ that I'm deep in. Are y'all seeing this? (laughs) Which means there was a stripe and a drop of blood for no matter what you're going through. And it is not his will for you to be broke. It is not his will for you to be sick. It is not his will for you to be in fear. And it's not his will for you to be in pain. He died to take your pain. On all sides. And to sit there and think that you have to be in pain because the Holy Spirit is teaching you something, you have got to understand that life's experiences are the Holy Spirit's slowest way of teaching you anything. That He's been talking to you way before you got it. Amen. So let's deal with this. Now, go to Proverbs 10 and 22. Now we're going to get real with it now. He's going to supply all your needs. Now, understand, Proverbs is a celebration of the Old Covenant. Which, if this can take place in the Old Covenant, why shouldn't it in the New? The blessing of the Lord does what? Makes rich. Adds what? No sorrow with it. No toil. This, the misinterpretation of this scripture is the word rich. But it's not the root word. The misinterpretation of it is all about the blessing of the Lord makes rich. But we, hey, I'm in the word of faith. I know who's confessing this. The truth is, it's not about what it says first. It says, the blessing of the Lord makes rich and adds what? Isn't that enough? If you ain't got no sorrow, you can hear God and make all kind of decisions that'll bring wealth and riches and peace and prosperity. It's not about the blessing of riches. It's about the blessing which brings no sorrow. Sorrow, listen to me now. Sorrow is the hook of fear that'll keep you in worship of your fear. Just like praise is the hook of faith what'll keep keeps you in celebration of your faith. And worship, let me explain something to you. Worship is simply you connecting with your Father. It's love responding to love. Let me explain something to you, and I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to try to be done. I'm. Gonna, you heard me say try. I'm going to try to be done. How many of y'all seen The Passion of the Christ? Most horrible, horrible thing that took place for our Savior. I I preached a message on this. Actually, one of my first messages was called The Price. And I read the Mayo Clinic report. Have you ever read the Mayo Clinic report on what happened to Jesus? The the passion of the Christ only went into like a quarter of what really happened. He went to the cross. The reason they put the robe on Him was not, there was spiritual significance, but it was to hold His organs in. Y'all got to understand. Quit letting the doctors and the lawyers and your employer and the people around you decide how you're going to be. Give Jesus what he paid for. And he paid for your wholeness. He did. He paid for you to be the person he created you to be, not the person that you've put on. He paid for you to be the very best anointed you that you could be. Put that up in the Amplified and then we're going to go. He, Jesus paid for this. The blessing of the Lord, it makes truly rich. Listen, and He adds no sorrow with it. Here we go. Neither does toiling increase, which means the mindset that you've got to do something for God to set you free is false. He did it on the cross. The toiling, and the Bible says, the Bible says you've got to suffer with Jesus, Pastor, you've got to suffer with Jesus. Well, yeah, what it's talking about is suffering that your mind gets out of the way. So you will accept. Do some research. Look that word up. It's in Romans. Look it up. It talks about mental toiling, which is what you just got set free from. So if you want to be blessed in every area of your life, neither does toiling increase. Now, how do we bury it? Remember the story. It is well. I've let that go. It's well. To the point that when you're reminded of it, She'll bring up stuff all the time from way back. And i go, Jesus don't remember that. What's your problem? she go, uh-huh. Did you hear that? But he doesn't. I, we we're cutting up when we do that. But she says she ain't Jesus. Y'all heard that right. I got witnesses. The point is, I have accepted that that drug addicted, not just drug addicted, but saved and religious minded, all of that stuff that I used to be, that I fell on my face before the Lord and said, I just want to be your man, that doesn't exist anymore. To me, it's buried. Now, people can bring it up all day long. I've been on phone calls with people that's reminded me of things that I've preached in the past and how upset with me they were, and they had every right to be. And I had to deal with it. But I also ended the conversation with that man's dead. She was there, I had the conversation. That man doesn't exist anymore. The person that you think you're talking to, you're not even talking to the same person. Church, you don't have the same pastor you had two years ago. You don't. We're not the same church. There are things. How many of y'all were in the old building with us? It wasn't but a few of us. My God. We couldn't fit in there. We were like, yeah. Is it just me or doesn't that feel like it really so long ago it doesn't even existed. It's like it just. It's like a blur. But yet we were there for years going when we're going to get out of here. That's how it should be. Well, you know, it's still fresh, pastor. It's still going on. So, your acceptance that you are not this body and that you're fully connected to God at all times and that anything God has for you is already yours. He's made it ready for you. You got to make yourself ready for it. Now listen to me, there is no judgment or condemnation for anybody that's going through anything because God in heaven, it's all of us. We all got stuff. I am not telling you, you should be in faith, praise the Lord, because you're in faith, you know, you would be whole and you must not be, no, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying to you is, there's always a back door. There's always a pathway to victory. You just gotta lay yourself down enough to find it. He wants you whole. Now, Now, here's the thing. I know I promised y'all hot chicken. It may be lukewarm. Just relax. Here's the thing. To step over into what he has for you. Listen, if I was to really, if y'all were honest and I say, do you want to walk into everything God has for you? Every y'all be like, to step into what he has for you means you have to step out of what you've built for you. Because your world is framed by your words. That's the burial. That's the burial. That's the burial. It is well. Matter of fact, let's play that. Y'all stand to your feet. It is well. Father, I bless you. Just bow your hands all across this place. Just settle into that place. Just settle into that place where it is well. Just settle into it. Glory to God. Listen, I just felt a shift in the spirit realm. We we ain't gonna sing. You just play. Drew, you play with her. There was a shift right then in the spirit realm. Ooh, Lord. Thank you for the opportunity to minister to your people. All right. Under the direction and leading of the Holy Spirit, there are many of us that's got many things.